You're listening to Resident Advisors Exchange. I'm Martha. Thank you for being with us. This week, I'm excited to share with you my conversation with actress. I just remember it being in its creation and just being like, wow. And I've had loads of moments in when I've created music and just been like, oh, I don't know, this is just, I love, this is the reason why I love doing music because this happens, you don't expect it. So Actress has spent the past four years experimenting, expanding and rebuilding his sound, which has led us to his new album, Karma and Desire. We spoke about finding inspiration in the pages of auction catalogues, about writing lyrics for the very first time and contrasting AI composition with the legacy of piano. We have actress on the line. Um, you're in Berlin right now. How is that? What are you up to? Um, I'm working on a top secret project for the moment. Um, can't really talk about it a whole amount, but I'm doing um, a sort of audio-visual piece for an institution out here, um, which is probably going to be shown in 2021 now. I'm at the Berlin Festspiele. So yeah, that's what I'm working on at the moment. Been out here for two months working on this. Nice. And um, how does it feel to be kind of in the headspace of making a project again, since this year has presented a lot of challenges for people who are trying to create? Well, for sure. I mean, it's it's come at the right time because I was looking for something really to um, do really after completing the album. Um, sometimes you have this sort of like dead space um, after after doing an album. So something like this has, has been really good just to sort of like take up a lot of that sort of dead space that you can get into after writing something that's taken the best part of, what, three, three years or something like this. How did um, that period of lockdown work with you in terms of the way that you create? Like, did you find it? limiting or did you find it a chance to kind of isolate and take in only what you wanted to take in um i mean there's some so many different things going around um a lot of confusion at the time anyway so uh, it's kind of hard to place like my emotions at that time of what i was thinking but i i, I do remember that um it felt like the best time to really just dive in and actually get stuff finished. Because uh, up until that point, up until just before lockdown, like I had all, had a, I had loads and loads of like sand pieces and the general idea was there, but I hadn't really stitched it all together. And I think um, for sure 90% of the album actually got completed um during during the lockdown phase and I just mean when I say completed I mean actually like written and produced and finished like all the recordings have been done but um there was still a lot of work to do in terms of like um constructing the final pieces this year what has your kind of diet been like in terms of the things that you've been consuming taking in like what have you been reading and watching and listening to this year 
you know what I tend to do a lot of actually I tend to um I tend to go to a lot of like antiques places and a lot of the times they have like um these catalogues or books that were like presented at uh, Sotheby's or Christie's of like postmodernist art or surrealism or all these things. And I, I tend to sort of buy these books. So I spent a lot of time looking at pictures, to be honest with you, pictures by very famous artists. I tend to do a lot of that, actually. I tend to do, uh, you know, a lot of, of picture searching. Um, not necessarily internet picture searching, but um, art. been listening to a fair bit of, like, Buddhist like teachings and things like this which is which I guess was my lockdown thing music wise I mean that's gone through so many different phases if it's you know if it's a case of during the period of time that I actually sat down to actually start recording the album I was listening to a lot of uh, Philadelphia soul uh, stylistics uh, like Tom Brown productions, listening to a lot of Miles Davis actually, um, Mingus, um, Thelonious Monk, fair amount of Quiet Storm style tunes as well. So quite a mix, but I wouldn't say that I've had like a, a sort of lockdown hobby as such. Just mainly been focusing on on writing music. Okay, so let's hear about this album. You've already mentioned that some elements were recorded in advance and then kind of finalised this year and in lockdown. Um, I think for me, the most kind of striking and standout thing that is different from perhaps your previous work is how much more um, about emotion and about like human delicacy and fragileness this is rather than perhaps before I heard something that was more like metallic and kind of less interested in like the organic stuff um if any of that is anywhere near what you were trying to do um what has kind of inspired that shift into exploring more organic stuff rather than like metallic things I don't know, really. I think um, I think musically, and when I go out, um, I like to be hit by different things. Really, sometimes I'm in noise mood. Sometimes I'm in a cheesy '80s parties mood. Party move, uh, mood. Sorry. Um, yeah, sometimes I'm in the '80s cheesy party mood. Uh, sometimes I'm in a like gangster thanks to rap, hip-hop mood. Sometimes I'm in a piano concerto mood. Sometimes I'm in, like, super abstract electronics. Like, my listening um, spectrum, like, is is quite wide. Um, so, yeah, when I sit down to make music, I don't know if I'm necessarily... I don't think I'm necessarily that concerned about um, whether it's going to be metallic or soft or hard. 
I think what I'm just trying to quantify more than anything else is like, what is it that I want to process sonically? You know, what sort of sounds, what sort of sounds are interesting me at this particular moment in time? And um, I think it was the first time really that I was more focused on like in investigating the piano a little bit more and what I could do with piano sounds, piano melodies and, um also like this idea of like um molding sort of contemporary ideas be it trap or um into like a sort of into the aesthetic that i really is the foundation fan you know the sort of foundational principle of what it is that I do, which kind of comes from techno really, to be honest with you, techno and hip hop and um, ambient soundscapes, these sort of things, and sort of molding it in together into sort of my uh, signature hybrid, if you want, I don't know. Um, and that fluctuates between, I guess, a, a chrome sort of sound to a very decaying sort of collapsed sort of sound where the sound is almost just like like matter more than anything else. I like like to go to that area um, in, in terms of sound creation. But I, yeah, in at this particular on this particular album I was definitely in a different mindset. And so I was much more contemplative in terms of the writing. <clears throat> and so it probably came out a little bit more bit more from a serene, more of a fluent than on previous albums maybe like on Splash for instance I just remember during the writing process of Splash just being very um, for it to be very intense in terms of like the beat production in particular and a lot of the effects and the a lot of the effects There's much more penetration I would say in an album like Splash and whereas this album is much more structured in terms of like how the songs, how the sounds were created and the system of how the songs have been built. So there's definitely much more structure around this album from, from that perspective, whereas previous albums have probably been a little bit more improvisational. Um, there's much more writing in this, I would say. And am I right in thinking this is the first time that we're hearing lyrics on an actress project? Pretty much. It's, I mean, it's the first time that I've I've focused on writing lyrics or words or text or song ideas. It's definitely the first time where that has been part of the process, whereas previously it hasn't. Previously, like, if I've had a lyrical idea, it's sort of been in the moment and instantaneous, um, whereas this was literally the focus right at the start. So, yeah. In that respect, it's it's the first album where where um, uh, where lyrics has been like a central central theme in my mind. Mm. Why do you think lyrics have become more of a something at the forefront of your mind? Just because I've never done it before, and like you know, um, it's something that I'd been talking about for ages to be honest with you I just didn't really know how to I, I just didn't really know how to figure it into the the aesthetic of, of of what it is that I do do you know what I mean I would have had to have changed 
radically a lot of the sonicking process to actually create proper songs do you know what i mean like i wouldn't say these are like proper proper songs these are songs that have been sort of retrofitted to suit the style of of how i write music um that's not to say that it'll be the same next time around i might evolve to to doing actually full-on pieces this might be the starting point i don't know but um for sure it was um it was definitely something that i'd committed to to doing for this for this record um so a lot of time actually was spent just figuring out how how i was going to how i was going to do that and there was a lot of like had a lot of ideas a lot of those didn't really work to be honest with you um but the ones that made it to the album i think worked for the concept that i was going for and for for the tracks that they were um incorporated into and when you were finding stuff wasn't working what were you kind of identifying as not working um actually if something was too if something was too singy actually if something was too singy for me that's when the balance of, of effect between what it is that i do and the, the process of writing songs was compromised in a way so there was always this balancing act between not compromising the music and what what actress is known for in a, in a certain way but also trying to find um some some um um some equation to, to 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 make it work within the context of the album and not just necessarily songs as individuals so yeah it took, it took, it took me a long time to sort of uh to get to that point but yeah often if something felt too singy or just felt um I don't know, it just felt wrong. You can always tell it just didn't feel right. So it's just like, yeah, it didn't feel right. And if anything, it just presented another um another question or another another question that demanded a different solution. Um for, I mean, for instance, in with with Jela, I I love her voice. It's like a really super powerful voice from a singing perspective, but for actress productions, it's probably a little bit too strong from a singing perspective to really sit. So, um, but I really wanted to work with her. So um, um, I remember asking her to read, asking her to read something just in, in like, and I just, I just felt like she had a real, a really beautiful voice um, for, for that sort of in-between area where you're sort of, it's more of a seduction than actually singing um, verse, verse, chorus, you know, that, that particular, um, you know, that particular way of singing. So like, I felt that it, what maybe that I was looking for was more of a, um, um, more like messages or ciphers or, or, or sort of like little, little notes, little sonic notes more than anything else than actual um, songs, if you know what I mean. Um, that sort of um, that you know accentuated the the actual move, mood and the ambience within the song itself. Mm. Um, that's where I try to use the voice to as as a as a dynamic to work with with the actual mood and the song itself, the actual track itself. I'd love to hear more about the album's 
collaborators. So you mentioned Jayla. Um, is she based in the US? Like, How did you guys come to find each other? She's based in the US and she is... Uh, well, when I first came into contact with uh, Jayla, she was actually based in New York. And um, I'm actually like, really good friends with her her manager and I actually came into contact actually came into contact with Jella probably about six years ago now when I first heard her when I heard her first demos um and it was probably around about this time that I was already thinking about a, uh, an album that was going to include songs so um so yeah as soon as I as soon as I heard her voice I was like wow that's a very unique voice um very powerful, very beautiful voice. Um, and after that, I heard more of her music and her collaborations with Ink, and we started talking about music generally, and then became quite good friends. Went to New York a couple of times. We hung out a couple of times. Um, and so, so I was able to to sort of like describe what it was that I was looking for and we did like a test did like a test production which was like I did like um, a couple of tracks in studio in London and um, we did like a sort of a satellite recording session in 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 New York at the same time so I would record in the morning and then New York would wake up and then I'd do a sort of parallel session with them and then they'd send the music over that they'd recorded and then I'd sort of um, tie it into what I'd been producing in the studio in London, just to sort of, as a as a test, just to hear what her what her voice does, how big it is, the range of it, uh, and then probably nothing happened to those demos, and I was playing around with them for a long time. Like I was thinking, should I put this one on? Should I put this one on? And then in the end, none, nothing got nothing from those sessions actually made it to the album. Uh, but by this time, I'd already had other tracks which I felt were more suited to a different style. Um, and so, like, yeah, the, one of the last times I saw her in New York, I just said to her, you know, send some stuff over and you want to try and, like, try and figure something out. And, yeah, Angel's Pharmacy and um, Remembrance were... Just, just the best options for the album specifically, um, and our collab collaborative process in terms of finishing the lyrics. Like I already had like the words and the lyrics that I wanted, but they were across like four different poems, if you want. You know what I mean? So, so there was like this cut and paste process between the two of us, where she would take the phrases that she liked and she would build it in a way that felt right for her voice to perform it um so yeah from 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 it was a collaborative process really from 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 the actual concept to the actual to the actual final track um so yeah that's how that's how that relationship came about i love hearing about that cut and paste kind of thing because often when I ask about like how does collaboration work in the studio, an artist kind of give me this kind of elusive 
impression but that really helps me understand like how it worked between you guys and you can really hear that when you take in the record too so that's really cool um tell me a bit about the other collaborators fundamentally i'm not a, a songwriter so um angela writes songs practically every day so you sort of lean on you lean on even though you sort of enjoy writing words you might lean on somebody else's ex expertise to actually take the right words to fit um as I said, their voice and actually what's going to be delivered within the framework of the the, the track itself, and I think uh, Jella helped a lot with that, just to just to um, identify and isolate the the key the key phrases. Um, the other collaborators, um, Aura Tio Nine. She is somebody who I met the last time, one of the last times that I was in LA. I was doing uh, a show at um, LACMA. And uh, she was she was involved in um, she, she was involved in like the organization and so like she was helping me around and showing me showing me around. And um, as we got talking, I got to uh, like heard about how she was a DJ and asked her about the tunes that she was playing. And she told me that she was writing. And and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm writing my album at the moment. You know, just the usual chat. And um, and she's like, asked me if, she wants, if I wanted to go to her, like, her studio. And so I went to the studio brought some brought some drum machines and, and stuff and she played me some she played me some stuff that she'd been working on and uh, there was one there was one idea that immediately I was just like oh man if I don't know if I told her on the day itself but literally when I got back to London I was just like I, I remember hearing this thing that you played to me and I was like I think I can I'd really like to basically I'd really like to acquire it um would you be up for um, letting me work work on it and and possibly adding it to um, to my album, making album? So um, so that yeah, that was a conversation. Obviously, um, that conversation went well, and she agreed. And really thankful actually because like the way that the the vocals recorded were great. I just thought it was I just thought it was super sick, and I just added just a few details really to that track just to give it a different vibe, I guess, because it was still quite two-steppy, but it wasn't, um, I, I don't really do two-step. So, um, I, you know, there's a two-step aesthetic or like there's mechanics of two-step, but I don't make the genre two-step. So I wanted to, wanted to take it into like the areas that I operate in. Um, and so, yeah, it, it sort of like came out as like this kind of polished, haunted sort of like, minimal um sort of uh the best way to describe this i think for me that tracks is more is about like it's about some sort of power i guess some sort of like um being very straightforward in terms of like you don't even know me you don't even half know me and 
you've probably known me for a long, long time. There's so much more to know. Are you prepared to know a little bit more about me sort of thing? And um, I think it's just one of those things about from the human perspective, how we think we know the other person. We don't know them at all. And um, just being straightforward and just being saying, like, do you want to get to know me better sort of vibe? Do you know what I mean? And just being, just being very straight up and having an attitude about that at the same time. That's what, that's what that track said to me. That's what I was trying to get on that track anyway. And you did mention, you know, bringing the piano more into your work on this album. Um, tell me a bit more about Public Life. Uh, Public Life is a tune which was created whilst I was uh, doing a project um, on Stockhausen uh, and that that track came about through a lot of AI um, creation. So it's it's essentially like, it's essentially a piece that was created by Young Paint, which is the AI um, system that I work with. Um, so the composition is, is, is all sort of AI created and then I've manicured like, the different segments so it makes some sort of sense um and then we've then given it to a human being to actually perform so so again the, you know coded within that track itself is a whole load of questions surrounded um based around ai um can ai create beauty um can ai um what is what you know what is the what is the the that sort of cut off zone between the sort of human interaction and ai interaction and how does that all come together in terms of performance so yeah you know the reason why that that particular track made it is just because um i i, I just remember i just remember it being in its creation and just being like wow first time in music making genuinely being like and I've had loads of moments in when I've created music and just been like oh, man, this is just I love this is the reason why I love doing music because this happens you don't expect it um but I also love making music to watch computers behave autonomously do you know what I mean and <clears throat> and then this autonomous behavior to then be transplanted onto something which has massive historical value in terms of music for me is quite a sort of powerful equation um adding to that the expertise of Vanessa and um I don't know it's kind of like an obvious move to be honest with you so Vanessa is the pianist yeah it's, it's another AI and like super sick concert pianist I think that's a pretty sick equation to be honest with you so that's what went on the album
how have you been feeling about um ai and like this year in general like a lot of people that i've spoke to on the podcast have made records about um the kind of dystopian futures inspired by 2020 um how has your relationship to ai been shifting this year i mean dystopian futures based based on this year like I mean, we've been here for a minute. To be fair, like it's it's like pretty dystopian. Before it got even more dystopian. Um, it's the way things are, and it's the way things have been for for a while. To be honest with you, with AI, I guess now that it's starting to penetrate or has been penetrating into electronic music, and electronic music being this quite big industry that it is these days it's obviously going to be like uh something that's going to be road tested on things like um sonic language and musical language and 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 the possibilities that can be created through using that technology um different people use it in different ways i use it in obviously my my own way this is one way that i as an example that um I wanted to present um and it's you know it's it's not something that I, I'm not hiding it so I'm, like, I'm presenting it as like this is what how it was created um I'm not then sort of uh cutting out the well the human process was overseeing it and, and then further manicured it and then it's then been handed over to um, an expert player to further manicure and further adapt to her particular playing style. So um, there's been, you know, there's been in terms of processing the AI for, for that particular track, there's been a lot of like human um, curtailing, editing, um, finessing that has gone into that particular song. So, you know, the way that I look at AI is AI can create, it can create anything, I guess, but then it's just a question of like how it's then sort of manicured into what it could be. That is my, that's my, that's where I intersect into AI, I should say. And is that, was that something that you had like, an intention from the moment you started to research and start working with AI, or is that something that's kind of evolved and a space that you've kind of grown into? Honestly, it's just because I'm getting, honestly, it's just I'm getting older. Do you know what I mean? And uh, it's like having, I don't know, I guess it's like having, uh, you know, it's like if you're 18, you've got someone to come around and look after you. Put your, I don't know, yeah, get you dressed and things like this. And at some point, I want to be making music for as... Like, I can't see myself ever stopping me, make, making music for as long as I'm here, to be honest with you. But there's going to be certain things that are going to stop me from... My faculties aren't going to be the same, and whatever. And I'd love to think that I have this black box that I've sort of spent time developing and developing and developing that... I just have a black box that 
has learned all my ideas and that can just create music for me. That's, you know, that's, that's my, that's my perspective because I just want to hear music all the time and I want to hear sounds change and move and evolve. And um, so, yeah, that's, that's my, that's my sort of um, perspective on it at this moment in time. There's other, obviously there's other strands to it, but, I'm not advanced enough really um, to 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 really answer a lot of the questions that are being asked. I can only really implement it into my own um, sphere of of creativity. One thing I did want to ask about was um, your approach to live shows, um, both ones that have already happened. Um, and kind of how you did perhaps one of those and also about um, should you get the chance to present this new record in a live environment what would your intentions be and what would your kind of hopes be uh, I think honestly I think I'm probably gonna create a like I'm probably going to create like a band or something like that, that isn't, um, that only exists once just to perform this album and then is destroyed. I, I don't know if I'll perform it myself. I'll probably like recompose it and then ask people to then re-perform it, something like that maybe. Because mm. you kind of have in the past played with like being in view when you are doing a live show, not being in view, you know. Um, why is it that you like to remove yourself in the live context of your music? Interesting question, Mother. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think... Um, Uh, my, I was chatting to I was chatting to my mom the other day, and she's like, "It's so funny. You've always been quite reluctant. Do you know what I mean? Despite doing what you do and how you do it, you've always been quite reluctant. You've been like, it's always as a, even as a kid, you was quite sort of like reluctant to sort of like get into the into interview sort of thing." Um, I mean, it has nothing to do with being shy because I'm not shy. Like, I don't mind. I have no problem standing in front of people to to, to do performances. But um, I don't know. Maybe I just got a little bit sort of... Uh, um, I think, I you know, the thing is also is, like, um, the name actress was always... Um, um, again, to use the black box metaphor, it was like my black box, essentially. Like, me, the person doing the music, was important to a point. And in fact, when I when I remember first coming on, onto the scene, I was telling everybody, I ain't doing no interviews. Nobody's going to see me. Nobody's going to, like, I'm they're going to know what I look like. Like, no interviews. No, no, no. And then... 
I don't know, you realise quickly how difficult it is not to do any any interviews. It's kind of kind of difficult if, like, if the label, especially wants to sell records, it's kind of difficult not doing interviews. Um, so, so, but there was always that sort of like disconnection from it. Well, you know, I don't really want to become this character necessarily, but we obviously are exactly the same. Do you know what I mean? So I don't know. There's just, there's always just been a part of me that has always wanted just to sort of like, just let the music sort of be out front. So naturally there was this moment where I was just, how do I, how do I mess with this, this conventional sort of like, table in the middle of stage in the middle of audience so audience can look at you and you in front of a laptop like making sure that shit just doesn't go wrong all the time and uh, and and it just it just got to the point where it's just me standing in front of people and i was just like this is just boring as fuck like i you know i I love it, but I don't really know why. And so, so, so to, again, just to make it interesting for me, I was I started to just look at the stage dynamic and like the show dynamic, and I was just like, well, I don't really need to be standing straight onto people. I can be off to the side, or but you know, I'm here. You know, I've actually made the gig. Um, I'm playing the music, so no. That's it, man. I like honestly, it's probably super annoying for people, but for me, it's like it's like I have to maintain. I have to like keep 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 myself for myself as well. Mm. So that's what it really comes down. To. Yeah, uh, I feel like I relate a lot, um, and it's interesting just that balance of like how much you can give and also what people expect of you and like just the delicate amount of balancing that goes on behind the scenes to make sure that you're like still giving enough so that your narrative isn't altered but um you have enough like for you yeah 100 man it's super important like, your lifeblood's constantly being taken when you're doing this you know what i mean and you do sign up to that it's fine but you know, but like I, I don't want to lose sight of the fact that when I first did this, I was doing it out of purely enjoyment for myself. You know, there was just me in a room, and it was just me in a room, and I was getting enough enjoyment out of that with me just being in a room and just enjoying the, the music making process. And then obviously it goes to a different level. You have to get used to that and adjust to that, and it's fine. Some people love it. Some people love that shit. And you know, I'm not saying I don't love it, but I'm also not totally invested in it either what would you say are some of the kind of main messages in this record and what do you hope that your listeners will be able to kind of take and what's the key thing that you're trying to communicate for people who are taking your record in i don't know if you can put this down but i don't really care to be honest with you don't care like for me personally like again uh, first off, I'm super happy that I've managed to complete another album because, like, it's always, always a lot of work and there's always a lot of stress and there's always a lot of emotions that go into make different emotions for sure, different emo emotions for different albums. Um, 
But honestly, like just completing something is always like the biggest thing for me. So having completed it is just another. That's that's the most important thing for me personally. Um, I don't know what do I personally take away from somebody's music when I listen to it. Um, well, I, I always want to hear. It's, somebody's work evolve into a different area so like that's the first thing i look for especially if if it's an artist who i always look out for I want, one of the first things i want to hear out is like how they've developed how they're developing what how is their technology developing like what are the ideas that it goes into this these these are the things that channel my enjoyment to electronic music because you're listening to people's listening to you generally listen to people's sort of heartfelt creations technically or 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 aesthetic or whatever so that's what i get out of listening to electronic music i try not to look for too much meaning in it um i tend to get my meaning in music from from like from like real music do you know what i mean like i don't know like like marvin gay or something like these these artists do you know electronic music is as far as I'm concerned, it's an abstract. <clears throat> it's an abstract, and some people present a concept to come with that abstract, or some people present animation or a sort of cinematic um, sort of video idea, or there's always some sort of construct to base the idea within, and that's how I like to inhabit other people's creations a lot of time. You know, whether something's good or bad or moderate, it's, it's kind of like entertaining to a point do you know what i mean because it sort of feeds the whole industry as well and then it sort of allows topics to be discussed and and spoken about and then that just creates a chain reaction so ultimately i don't want to put on to other people what i want them to get out of the music because they probably won't get anything. They might not get anything out of it. Do you know what I mean? Or they might get a huge amount out of it. I don't know. I don't really know. And I wouldn't like, won't want to sort of um, predict other people's sort of mindsets at this moment in time. I think people like have a whole range of different emotions at the moment. But at the end of the day, it's something. It's 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 a concrete block of 78 minutes or however long of sounds and music and ideas and space and ambience and yeah there's messages in there but that's for other people to find it's not for me to tell other people what those messages are and a lot of those come from a place which is also personal to a, to a point um so and that, that's not something that i really want to sort of get into because i've already done that in musically so i don't really feel like i need to do that further enhance that um, in terms of words, because often I can't really, I can't really explain or or, or express. That's why I make music. Um, so I wouldn't want to sort of um, color that in any way. It's just an album that exists, and uh, it's it's another piece of work that I've created and it's different from the other ones it contains a lot of the same ideas from other albums in fact I've taken a lot of ideas from previous albums and just put them into one place um, and then enhanced them in a different way so 
that's just it really it's just um carmen desire another actress album another actress production and maybe two years or three years down the line or even a year down the line or even a couple of months or a couple of weeks there'll be another actress record do you know what i mean so i've i've already moved on um I'm in a different different headspace really so I, I guess my satisfaction comes from finally allowing other people just to sort of get get access to that mm -hmm. that's it